listening to the Woman of Strength podcast for the purpose-driven woman who has a yearning deep in her soul to serve the world. Presented to you by Ange Wilcock, creator of Evolutionary Model of Wellbeing, Mindfulness-Based Storytelling, and The Raw Woman Project. A businesswoman on a mission for every human on the earth to feel enough. So welcome to Woman of Strength, the place where authentic women come to be themselves because we know that all of us women who go on the journey of being authentic know that the only place that we feel safe and secure is, is with who we are. And um, I've got an amazing guest speaker with me today, Michelle, and we've just been having a, a great conversation off air around you know how so important it is to be us and when we're running a home and running a family all of those things um it's not that they get in the way but they're just part of who we are everything that we have to manage so i'm just going to tell you a little bit about michelle before i hand her over and all of you that are following me and watching this you know that my memory retention is really poor so i always read because i want to get um, the introduction to my guests right so that's one thing that i'm a little bit pedantic about and so welcome to michelle grail she is a marketing coach a teacher and a certified project manager who helps coaches and consultants create and implement a strategy to attract their ideal client a former technology executive, Michelle enjoys teaching courses and workshops around online business tools in a way that is fun and easy to understand. A lifelong entrepreneur at heart, Michelle makes the decision to apply a vast experience and expertise to helping women entrepreneurs implement systems and manage projects in a way that maximizes their time, money, and energy. And Michelle is the founder and editor of Spark and Gloss. I love that name. A lifestyle blog which is launching in 2017 and it's featuring a creative collection of the products and services created by female entrepreneurs across all industries and the inspirational stories that spark them into life. So welcome Michelle. Um, yeah, wonderful. I was just saying to Michelle before, when I knew a little bit more about her and was finding out who she is and what she does, I was thinking, ah, Michelle is probably someone that I need to on board with me. So, Michelle, welcome. Now, this is all about being a woman of strength um, and standing in our power of being a woman. So, when did your journey, either entrepreneurial journey or your journey of strength, start? And so, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I am I am truly honored, um, you know, to be here and, and to be part of this amazing, you know, collection or not a collection, but um, a group of women that that are working with you. So, thank you first um, and foremost. So, it's an interesting question. I think my journey of strength, you know. I believe first was shaped when I was um, very young and I saw my mom, you know, my, my parents are still together, which is great. But my mom was always, you know, so hardworking. She also worked outside of the house. Um, her job, she works as a, a radiology tech. And so she was able to have time where she could be home with me and also be working. So that was great. And I think, you know, she would always work and then she would always have like almost like a side job. And so 
seeing her, you know, her always going after what she wanted and providing for our family. I think that was my first sort of memory of, of that strength of, of being a woman and, and having a role model to look up to. And then, you know, just throughout, just throughout, you know, my childhood and, and then feeling that kind of entrepreneurial pull and just, you know, being a, so young, like I think I was 12 and I started a babysitting club um, because I read the book, The Babysitter's Club. Like, I, I don't know, you know, it, it was that, I, I love the idea that you can just, you know, have, it, you're so carefree when you're young, right? You don't second guess, like, what if I fail? What if no one likes me? So, um, you know, really kind of taking that journey along and then really just sort of persevering through, through different trials and tribulations, um, you know, adversity as, as a, a youngster, right? I grew up with a learning disability. And so I think being able to kind of overcome that, I mean, that was a, a really big piece of strength having to, you know, work through family, um, you know, some, some tough family things. And, and so, and really just, I would say that that strength came from confidence in myself and, and just a belief that whatever it was that I could see it to the other side. And, and so I think that that's really where, um, where that strength comes from. And it's, um, it's funny because sometimes I feel like if you, if you look back at what you went through, you're like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> if I had known I was going to have to go through that, like I'd be kind of scared. But when you're in the moment, you're like, okay, baby step, baby step, baby step, baby step. So yeah, that was a long day. <laughs> yeah. and that's the key, isn't it? It's baby steps. It's like, and, and I want to just pick up what you said about, you know, when you were 12, you didn't, um, you started your babysitting and you didn't worry about what people thought of you or formed those sort of belief systems. So do you remember at what point you started worrying about what people think of you? Because I think when we shift into that space, that's when our life starts to change and take on a different path. So do you recall, was there a defining moment when you look back and go, wow, I didn't do that because I was so fearful of what someone would think of me? That's, and it's funny thinking back. So I, um, I went to, all through middle school, I don't think I ever questioned, you know, I was always just very free just like let me try this let me try that let me try programming let me try learning this computer you know that just came out like the gateway like my first computer was like you know the gateway I don't know if they have that um but in the U.S. they have like the gateway computer which is like a cow box and it was like the super like my calculator has more power than you know it did and so like I just was learning I was just that curious mind I think it was when it was it wasn't in high school because high school, like I went to a vocational school, which here in the US means like, it was just, you know, I got a technical education plus my high school. So instead of like taking a language, you know, um, I learned about web design. So I've been designing websites since I was like 15. And so it wasn't at that point, but when I look at like college, I think when I went to school, I went to school for electrical engineering. And so I'm just sort of like this funky outgoing, you know, love to talk, could talk your ear off entrepreneur. And then I go into, I don't know why, I, I'm not sure why I chose electrical engineering. I think because I like cell phones and it sounded kind of hard. Um, <laughs> like I decided that, but when I got to engineering school, I realized I was like a lot different than everyone. And I was just this sort of like more bubbly personality. And yet I liked math. And so, but I could feel the pull. I could feel that pull of like, 
if I don't tone down who I am, that I'm not going to fit in. And I, I think it was that point where like, I'm deeply grateful for my engineering education, but I felt the pull immediately. And it's, it's not that I didn't succeed. Like I got a lot of internships, but it was especially even in the internships, like being myself sometimes like more on the, like I'm a cheerleader. Like I like to say, like, I'm like, and I actually remember there was one moment where I had interviewed for like my first internship um, in college and they, it was a group intern interview and I was like, you know, bubbly and, and whatever and, and upbeat because all the other engineers are like looking at their shoes and I'm like the only one that isn't. And so, and the HR girl says, wow, you should be a cheerleader. Like not in the, you should go get pom-poms, but like I was really upbeat and I'm like, lady, I just interviewed for like a technical position. Like you're calling me a cheerleader. Like I don't get it. So I remember that moment very clearly and I could always have felt the pull between who I think I should be as someone who has the background that I do and who I truly am inside. And I don't think your, your education or your title defines you, right? Like the same way if you had a math background, you now have this like transformational practice. It just a piece of you, but for like the last mm, 15 years, it, it's always been this like dichotomy and, and it's, it kind of pulls. So, but that was like the moment it was when I got to college where I felt that kind of, wow. I was caring about what people thought and I had to tone myself down. Yeah. And, and so is, is it true that the perception around, um, you know, being in that engineering world, it's, it's very much a male dominated world or yeah. So did that have a lot of influence too, the fact that you were in this profession where it was predominantly male? So, and, and you know, what I will say is that I, I've always had so many supportive people around me. So I've always been really lucky to have amazing mentors and work for great companies and great opportunities where I never felt that, oh, because I was a woman, yeah. you know, that I couldn't get there. I mean, there's so been being lucky that like when I entered the engineering workforce, there was so much progression at that point. I mean, the women who came before, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I worked for a global defense company and, and the woman was a, the CEO was a woman and she had graduated back in like 1960 from an engineering school. And like to think that she had to live her entire career, you know, and she's a tough cookie, but to think you have to live your entire career through a very big period where women we're not in sciences and engineering. And it's so uplifting to see that so many more women are, are, are in there and they're, they're changing. I don't think it was so much the, the external pressure of, of um, people saying, oh, you're a girl, why are you in engineering? Because there were plenty of other women. It was more like, I felt that I had this more of like life coach, cheerleader, pep talk, you know, future Oprah, right? Someday inside of me. And that component of, of who I am is not within, or, or I had not seen it as much in the, my, my peers. And so I think that was the pull for me. It's right. I was, I feel like I was very accepted as a female, but because I had that like extra component of, I could be happy as an engineer and as a life coach or, and as a marketing coach or as a, you know, a speaker one day and, and, you know, talk show host, like whatever the case, like yeah. my dreams. Um, but it's that type of thing. And so that's, it was my own pressure to like dull that part down that I think I felt the. Yeah. The and, that, and that reminds me, <clears throat> it's great because I love having these conversations with women because we've all got a story and sometimes we forget 
some important components in my story. And that just reminds me when you're talking then, like when I went back to college to get an education, a different mm -hmm. education when I became a solo mum and I went back and did a computer, you know, science degree. And um, I was the eldest. I was only 26, something like that. I was mm -hmm. the eldest in my class. Like everyone else in, in the class was like 18 years old. I was, there was four girls and they were girls and I was, the, you know, I was the only woman. Young woman. Oh, you were young. You were, you're well, I, yeah, yeah. But, but what I felt, I felt so intimidated by being in that group because one, I was the eldest, two, I, I was a woman. And three, I've gone into doing that education, going down that path, because it was a way to earn an income to support my family. And so my motivation was to support my family. But the great learning for me over those two years before I then went on and did a higher degree was that people, the young people looked up to me and I became the best performing student in that course but they actually had to create an award because I got distinctions all the way through. And so it wasn't the content that I felt intimidated by. It was my age. It was very much about, oh my goodness. And then as soon as I realized that these people were looking up to me, they were looking for inspiration. They felt inspired by me. You know, a solo mum going into education, they had just left school. I was like, wow. And, and like you, I then became the coach. And so whenever I needed help or support with assignments or anything, I would ask. And whenever they needed help or support with life, they would ask me. And that was such a defining moment for me. And I've forgotten about that. So thank you so much for, for reminding me, because we do. There are so many um, sort of signposts I think in our lives isn't there that, that push us to where we are today now you're talking um off air about you know you, you being a mum and coming from that corporate world into entrepreneurship you know and like you said you started that at 12. now I know that there are a lot of women out there really do struggle in the job that they're in right now because they have a purpose a yearning deep in their soul in their heart to do something bigger and greater than what they're already doing. So can you sort of talk us through a bit about how you made that decision to move from that world into the entrepreneurial world, into that space of being you? Absolutely. And, and what I will just say, I just want to touch on, on our last segment of conversation. I remember working you know again being kind of that 18 year old and when i first did get to college and there was a gentleman he was like probably in his 20s he might have even been in his 30s and he had gone back to get his engineering education and he was the number one student and and i i have so now being on the side of being a parent and having studied and trying to have my own business and, and also going to work during the day i can't tell you the amount of respect and and like even deeper respect that i have for people that are continuing their education with a family, with other responsibilities, it is, I mean, it's indescribable. I mean, I, I remember babysitting for like these three boys for a week and I also had to like go to work and do school and I was exhausted. <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I can't do my homework until theirs is done, right? Like I can't go to bed. And I was, I, 
I, yeah, now I kind of like lived it as a, as a parent. But to your point, I remember like how much I looked up to him and he was the best student. He was so conscientious. He had his homework done before everyone. His name is Mike. And I just, I absolutely adore him. It, just such a huge role model. So I, I absolutely, um, I knowing that about you. I love that like snaps to you because like, and I, I can't, that's amazing. It's, yeah. it's not a thing. So, yeah. Um, so to go back to answer that question, I think it's, um, being a mom and, and sort of like just trying to figure out how did I make the leap um, a couple times. So I feel like it's just been coming for a long time. So I've been in the corporate world for about 10 years. And so I've been doing consulting and I've always kind of had this tug and I've tried different business things. At one point I had like a cupcake business. Like I, you know, I always, uh, I just trying different things. Like, so I, um, I like had a cupcake shop where I actually like would make cupcakes, you know, and I ended up doing like some weddings um, I like Tommy Bahama and a couple, bunch of other brands like here in Boston, um, did cupcakes for them and for their events. Like don't even know where that came from, but I just decided I wanted to learn cake baking yeah. one day. So while being an engineer, I joined a, a direct sales company, right? Like selling jewelry and on the weekends, right? Like I just tried all these things sort of along that side. And as much as I would have loved to have left my job, it, it was always something I wanted to do, but I was scared to think, oh my gosh, how am I going to make, you know, ends meet? How am I going to support my family? Um, when I recently, right, sort of the kicker, <laughs> the kicker to this, me really going full time, um, as, as you know, in the U.S., there's a lot going on in healthcare. There's a lot of changes. Um, and so I was working for a healthcare organization and I was laid off. I had just started the job a few months and, and there's just a lot going on with Medicare and Medicaid and the hospital had a layoff. And so being such a you know new person, it was like, you're sort of in that batch. And it was crazy because like, I remember I wasn't worried at all. Like I oddly was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks universe, because it's something that for so long, I feel like the, you know, I believe very much in the universe and Abraham Hicks and the law of attraction, and, and, you know, in the practical sense, but very much like, you know, in that, uh, Denise Duffield Thomas is an Australian, I follow her. Um, but it was like the kick that I needed to be like, okay, here's the game plan. And like, thank God that I had, I had been working as a, a consultant and I already had business. I had clients that I could continue to work with when I was able to like start my journey full time, but I was sort of kicked out the door, right? I was sort of like, you know, kicked out of the nest. And so for me, the, it wasn't so much like, okay, I'm going to hand my notice in because I think eventually it would have gotten to me. It was extremely stressful. It was a really difficult time, um, like leading up to it. And, and I'm glad that it kind of happened in, in a sort of an odd way. Um, I don't think it, it would have been hard for me to like actually kick that because it was like multiple six figure like job. It was, it was very lucrative. Um, but I know in my heart, this is what I was meant to do. And so for anyone that is, that is looking for that inspiration, um, you have to really look in your, look within yourself. I think unless the universe kicks you out the door, I'm not saying to try and manifest like getting laid off or, or being, I think you guys say being made redundant, yeah. um, might might be the term. And so um, I would just say, have a game plan. Like if you have that in your heart right now, if you're still in a nine to five job, that's totally okay. Like don't get stressed out, but start to have a game plan and really look at like, 
Is this what you want to do? Get your systems in place. Get your, get your ducks in a row, your poop in a group, whatever you want to call it. Get that lined up right now and just look at what that would look like, right? If you got laid off tomorrow, what would that look like? But have no fear, right? Like whatever tomorrow brings, don't have fear about it. You need to trust yourself. But and just know that the fear, the fear is going to be there, right? But you need to know there's tools, there's ways to cope with it, right? Like people fear fear, feel fear every day. Like I felt fearful earlier today, right? Like I totally recognize it, but I'm like, oh, that's fear. Let me nip that thing in the bud. So yeah. Yeah. And, make- that, and that's cool because I, when I decided to go on my journey full time, I've been doing private practice sort of part-time and and I knew that I didn't I wanted to do it full-time and and so the roles that I took on to fulfill that other part-time work they, they were never roles that were fulfilling there was always so many challenges and I do believe in the law of attraction and I and I know that we get so many opportunities presented to us and we ignore them and so what the universe does is it just keeps making the challenges bigger and bigger and bigger and and then saying, I'm not coping with this, you know, whatever it is. And I remember one morning I was, oh, there was some, in my workplace, there was just some unethical stuff happening and it just didn't align with my values. It was really, really difficult. But I remember over breakfast one morning saying to my husband, you know, I'm really struggling with this. I'd gone down the formal process of what you need to do. And um, and he just said, well, finish, hand in your notice. And it was like I was given permission. I didn't need it. I didn't need permission from my husband or anyone, but it was like the universe had given me permission because someone who loved me dearly is seeing that what I was doing, I was struggling. And I, and I get a sense of he, he sort of knew I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to finish this job to step into this full time. And he just said, hand in your notice. And I didn't give a second thought. I went straight into the workplace that day and said, I'm finishing. And I haven't looked back since. But when I do look back and reflect on it, there were so many opportunities that presented themselves to me and I ignored it because we're not always ready. But like you said, fear comes up and you, you, know, you don't always recognize it. But the more learning and growing we do, and I always say to my clients, like clients would go, how do you get to where you are today? You know, when I said to them, I'm, I'm doing this TV show, I'm doing a podcast, I'm writing a book, and they go, whoa, you scare me. How can you do all this? And I was like, because I love what I do and like you. And I recognize fear when it comes up now, but I hadn't always recognized it. And that was something that you said. So, you know, you felt a little bit fearful earlier on today. So, yeah, so how do you recognize fear? um when it comes up and how do you deal with it really good question you know it's um it's funny fears held me back for so long like yeah, it's a big story for most of us isn't it <laughs> oh so 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 long it's like i had i had three little kids three years in a row and i always was like okay this maternity leave i'm just going hard into my business like i always had clients like i started as a va because i didn't know what else to call myself and like, I was like, okay, I have these little clients and I'm like, I'm just going to launch this 
forward facing business huge. But then I, you know, but then I jump back into work and like sort of lose it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, fear held me back for a really, really long time. And I always felt like whenever I got into a new job, I'm like, I'm not going to lose myself. I'm not going to push this aside. And then inevitably with the universe, of course, if you say you're not going to do something, I, you just get sucked into your job, right? Like, I mean, I've loved all the work that I've done, but you know, I couldn't grow it. So it grew out of my, like, I couldn't grow my business. So it grew bigger than my job because I was only like having a few clients at a time, right? So kind of keeping it going, but not enough to like overpower the the work that I have, you know, the job I had. So in terms of fear, I let it hold me back for a very long time, right? I always sort of stayed in the background of people's businesses, never came out as like, I'm Michelle Graywall. I'm the forward facing person in my business. And I'm stepping out now as a, you know, a marketing coach and a speaker and an author, right? Like never came out of, came out of the box, I guess, or came out of the closet. And I tell you, like, I had written a post on my page, my Facebook page, like, you know, sometime back right after I um, went full time. And it was like, I was like shaking because I'm like, oh my God, I'm admitting to all these people, like, this is what I'm doing now. And it was crazy. So in terms of the fear, what I've recently been doing is like, I literally write that down. I remember, um, I'm trying to think today, what made me fearful? Like, you know, I think it was like, my son was, um, we had gotten taken pictures earlier today at the photographers and it's feeling really good because some of them are new brand pictures and some of her is first birthday pictures. And, um, and I was trying to get a shot, right? He was in the room and I was trying to get a photo shot and he started crying and I just felt so frustrated because I'm like, come on, like, I'm just trying to get like a new photo for my website, right? Like, God. and I'm thinking all these thoughts flooded into my mind. I'm like, I'm never going to, you know, like it's the stupid things that we tell ourselves, but now I can like recognize the script was like, you're never going to, you know, how can you be successful with kids? How can you do this? And it was just that, like, hold on a second. Like, it was just that script of like, you're never going to do this. And I was like, hold on. Right. Like we can't have this. And so often I'll like write down, if I don't know the script, if I start feeling anxious about something, I'll like get my notebook out and I'll start to write down like, why do I feel anxious about this? And oftentimes it's like, someone looks like they're further ahead than I am, or I feel like I'm never going to get there. And like, I have deep confidence in myself and my process. Like I am my biggest fan, but you still feel fear. And so what I do now is I just write it down. Like literally it'd be like, if I hear someone on a podcast and it's like doing something I love, or I'm like, like, Oh, I need to be doing that too. Or I need to be doing that project. I'm like, hold on, write it down. And I do EFT. I actually, I'm a huge EFT person. I learned that from Denise Stuffield Thomas. Um, yeah. She, she does um, lucky, luckybitch.com. She's yeah. get rich. Like, um, her book changed my life. Like I've read it for like five times. I'm in her mastermind, like learning practical law of attraction and like learning EFT has been life changing for me because now I have a tangible way to like release that fear right and it's like a tool and I recommend it to everyone it feels really woo woo but I'm like it works like tapping on your hand like you can yeah so and then I go back to my so I tap um if there's something like or someone that comes up I do forgiveness like you know the Denise talks about like Ono. I'm sure like there's you know a lot of the techniques and then the other one is going back to like what's my ultimate plan like going back to who I serve, right? What is my ultimate intention? My intention is every day to help a woman 
make sure she's using her time, her money, and her energy and her resources effectively. That's what I'm doing. I go back to my strategy, like, what is it I'm trying to accomplish now? Is it something, do I have like some new project idea and I'm feeling anxious about it? Like stick it in my brain dump board and go back to like, what am I working on now? If I want to do that extra thing, cool. Like where am I going to get the extra time or hire another person to do it if I'm not going to do it? So like just trying to take like, calm the fear down, right? Like chill it out and then realize like, okay, how can I actually get this accomplished if I want to like stay up a couple extra hours? hire someone to do it for me. You know, it's like, mm. let's bring the, bring it down to zero and then like logically try and figure it out. So that's how I sort of deal with the fear. That's, that's brilliant. That, that's so good. Because I think also you, <clears throat> excuse me, you touched on a really good point around there is so much out there. And when we want to give back to people all the time, which is my mission, you know, my mission is for every person on this planet to feel enough. And when we want to give back, it's in our, it's in our genes, basically. It just flows through my blood. When you hear of something new and effective, you go, oh, I want to use that. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to do this. And, and then you do, you do get stuck. You know, you do get stuck. And so I, I've got, like you, different techniques that I use too. And I, and I always say to people, there's so much out there that there's not one size fits all. There's many different things. And depending on the level of fear will depend on the technique, you know, that, that you use too. Because one of the ones that I use is very much about, you know, putting both hands on your heart and asking what the fear is about. Because our heart is keeping us alive and it, and it doesn't judge us in any way, shape or form. And when we just ask those questions and we feel calmness and breathe into it, you can do that anywhere. And no one looks at you and, you know, because some of the, I do tapping too. and some people go, oh, I couldn't do that. I couldn't be in a meeting going like this and like this. <laughs> and I'm like, so it's simple. Put your hands on your heart. No one will question you for doing that. And just put your hands on your heart and, and just breathe into whatever the fear is and just ask your heart to release it. Because when we can do that with our eyes open and anywhere, and it just calms us, it just calms our whole system. So I love that you use different techniques because I think it's so important to know that there is so much out there for us. So now, if our wonderful women that, that are watching this and listening to this would like to get in touch with you and know more about what you do, uh, guide us through one where can they find you and probably more importantly give us a little overview i mean i did a bit in the bio at the beginning in the introduction but give us a, um, a little overview about what you do and how you can help women who are either in business right now or are about you know thinking about moving from corporate into working for themselves absolutely and um and you mentioned the technique and again i feel like i was like oh when i was learning more about you you're marissa you've studied with marissa peer who i just happened to have watched on youtube her keynote about i am enough yeah i wrote lipstick on my mirror and in my shower and my husband looks at it and i'm like <laughs> i'm like what like i am enough. you know i made it um on my phone like I, you can't see my phone right now but 
the screen is like, I am enough. So I was just like, whoa, like this is like, I just learned about Marissa Peer and like yeah. having, having trained with her. I'm like, that's amazing. So, um, so yeah. And that, that is just, just that I am enough because <clears throat> I also study neuroscience. I'm fascinated by neuroscience and just continually telling ourselves, I am enough, I am enough, I am enough. We, we create new neuropathways. Another tech, if you love Marissa's work as much as I do, something else that you may love too, and this is for anyone who's going into a situation that they're fearful of. So I'll give an example. I'm fearful, or was, I was fearful of going up ladders. And um, at our beach house, I had to get up a ladder to, to finish off some painting high up on the ceiling. And I thought, right, what technique can I use to overcome this fear? And so one of the, the techniques that Marissa uses and I use with my clients is you look at it and you, you look at what you need to do and you go, I want this, I love this, I choose this. And I was just walking up the ladder going, I want this, I love this, I choose this. I just kept saying it over and over again in my mind. I got to the top of the ladder, started painting, and then I went, oh. <laughs> I'm not scared. <laughs> and I was just, and every time, of course, when I go, I'm not scared, the fear comes back and it's, I want this, I love this, I choose this. I don't, I've got no fear of walking up a ladder and that was all I did. In fact, it was only a couple of weekends ago, we had some really bad storms in New Zealand and I had to get up on the roof of our house. We've got a, a, a roof ladder that goes up um, on the apex of the roof. And I just got up there because I had to get up and move a piece of tree and um, no problem, didn't even give it a thought, climbed out a top window onto the ladder. It's highly effective for anything because remember, whatever we tell ourselves is what we become. So I love walking ladders. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I want this. I love this. Use this, yeah. yeah. I, love this, I, do this. I want this. It's simple. My clients. So what I use it. It's a great technique to use with clients who are like, oh, it can't be that effective. And I always say to them, use it for something that you don't want in your life anymore. Something very simple. So a lot of people go, I don't want sugar in my tea or coffee anymore. And I go, okay, just use it for that. Don't have sugar, and you know, and go. I want this, I love this, I choose this. I said, I guarantee you within a couple of days, you won't even want sugar, you will love the taste. And they do, they come back and they go, well, that's amazing. And I go, yeah, and you can use it in anything in your life. That is, that is unbelievable. Like, I love that, I love that. I feel like we could have a con, I'm like, I just, I had another word. You have a technique conversation. Yeah. <laughs> People, the word, I remember a few, days before I was feeling really stressed out or before the layoff. And I was just like, I don't know how I can keep doing this. And my friend Ivy, she's a life coach. And she said, um, why are you capable of it? And I was like, I, cause I couldn't bring myself to Abraham X be like, I'm amazing. You know, cause I was like such on a different emotional scale and I was so stressed out and she's like, but are you capable of this? And I was like, well, of course I'm capable of it. You know, and it, it changed how, you know, I'm like, I know I'm capable of doing it. It's just like, can I get past the fear? And it was capable that like, you know, it was that capable three, three syllables that like changed it. I, and I want this, I no. choose this. Yeah, yeah. Just, just switch, which is, which is, I've just had another um, idea come into my mind. I think 
techniques because there are so many and, and every woman that I've interviewed uses different techniques. So maybe what I need to do is I need to get a, a, a big forum of us all together and it is, I don't know, we'll call it woman of strength technique, we'll call it something because I think it would be amazing. Um, because it depends on where we are in our journey because some people see some techniques as woo-woo, they're not ready to go to that space yet. Um, and others, especially if they don't get the law of attraction and all of that, um, but when they can start doing simple things for themselves and see that it's highly effective, they start questioning their own belief system then. So, right. Yeah, I think maybe that's what we, yeah. Like that's around, like a, <laughs> an e, you do like an ebook or like a whole like mini masterclass of yeah. kind of like, here's my process that I do. And it's, I mean, cause it's kind of pick and choose. Um, I read the Abraham Hicks books. It's like ask and it is given. And in the back there are these 22 processes that Abraham or Esther write out. And it's like, use this when, right? Use this when your energy level is in between here and yeah. do this process. Like it, it's like a grab bag, right? Of, of processes and it's a tool. That would be, a, a, that's a cool book bonus or like yeah. for your, right? That's a- and, and it's like, I don't know if you've read um, Jack Hanfield's Success Principles. There's some amazing stuff in there. I haven't, I mean, I've read Jack Hanfield, but I haven't read that. Was that the, his, that specific, like I've only read some of his work. I haven't read all of it. But he's so just like. Success Principles. And yes. Okay. Principles. Amazing. And he's a great, I mean, I get all my books on Audible. I listen. I, I listen rather than, you know, I, Oh, I, I just love it. It's just, oh, and it's really, when I, the thing is when you're listening to a book, um, yeah. it's reprogramming your brain because what I love about his books and success principles is there's 60 odd principles that he uses, really? common thread that runs through all of them. So, so your brain is just in this wonderful high state all of the time because you're like, oh, I know where I can use that. Oh, I know what I can do that. Oh, <laughs> and you're just like, whoa. So. But anyway, we're going off track. Well, we're not actually. Sorry, no. it's like it's yeah. not like because there's so much good good stuff in there. I know, so I digress. Um, but anyway, so to learn more about me, so what I would, it's sort of odd when I came into this because like when I was talking to a friend, she's a copywriter, and we were working sort of on my, um, you know, what I do. I said I, I I would say I like to talk a lot, but I'm finding my voice, and so because it's not clear cut, right? It's partly clear cut. When I, when I first started sort of as a coach or marketing consultant, I called myself a VA because I didn't know literally what else to call myself because I knew how to do Infusionsoft and all these mail programs. I knew how to connect things together like websites. But what I found was that I wasn't just like executing the tasks. I was like, they're like, oh, I want this thing or I want Infusionsoft. And I'm like, but do, do you really need that right now? Like, you know what I mean? Or just having the conversation about what they wanted to accomplish. And so when we were working on it, she's like, oh, you're a strategy coach. And like, that is so generic. That's so like pie in the sky. What I really love to do, and people always think, oh, systems, like no one wakes up thinking they need a strategy coach or a project manager or someone to implement systems for them. They wake up thinking, what am I going to get done today? I have these five projects. Which one is going to make the biggest difference in my business? people maybe aren't finding my signature offering, right? Like you're not converting enough people and, or, or 
I'm not getting as much, you know, you're not making the connection between your ideal client and your signature offering. And so what I like to do is really look at like people can come to me and like sort of, you know, different stages, but oftentimes, you know, my client is, is generally in a place where, you know, she has these signature offerings. She'll have a lot of different lead magnets and she's been, you know, she's on certain social media platforms. She's running in these certain circles, but her goal, you know, she wants to grow or build or see, um, kind of not even just scale, I would say, but like really just make the most of, of what she's doing or, or break into another, get in front of more of her ideal customer, but not sure kind of how to implement that. And so what will, what I like to do is just take a look back and I call it the world of your business. And so it's just about me kind of looking at, okay, where, where are you? If you think of like the world of your business and, and people can come into your world so many ways, right? Word of mouth, landing on your website, landing on a blog post, coming in through social media. Are you giving people the experience? Are you drawing people into your business, to your core offering, right? Like, do you have those systems in place? Do you have content for them to consume that leads them on that little breadcrumb trail back to the solution that you have? And it's okay if they, if, if they're not meant to go to that one solution, like your coaching program, you have probably multiple layers, you have multiple, you know, opt-in gifts and, and ways that people can find you, blog content. But if you're guest posting on all these websites where your ideal client is not, you're gonna have a hard time finding her and leading her on that path, right? So not PR, but it's more just like your strategy. Like you want, are you fishing in the right pond, right? Like you've got the bait, you've, you, you know what you're gonna do with the fish when you get them, but are you fishing in the right pond? And, and not even, so it's, it sounds like sort of generic, but it's really about making sure that you have this sort of channel set up. I hate the word funnel. You're not a hamster. You're not like, you're not going to a funnel. Like I just, I hate that word, yeah. but it's, yeah. Like if you're, if, if I referred, you know, my friend, I said, listen, you have to go see her website. If they go to your website, I trust that you, they have a way to like lead themselves to you and your core offering. Right. Yeah. It's making sure like, you know, do you have that in place or, or are you fishing in the right spot? So it's, but it's strategy. It's looking at like, what are you doing right now? What are your goals? Right. And, and okay. So this is what you're deploying right now. You're on Instagram and Pinterest, but you're trying to reach like a different audience and you don't have this kind of content. So it's sort of working backwards to say, Hey, strategically, let's see what you're doing. You know, do you have content, you know, here and here, and then great. Now we want to change it. What, what project is a higher priority? So it's, it's more of that strategy component, but it's, it sounds very, um, it's funny when you say strategy, but it's what it is. It's yeah. using your resources. It's absolutely necessary, isn't it? Because if you go to my website, you'll see that I haven't got my lead magnet and funnel because I'm reviewing at the moment. I'm in that process right. of reviewing um, where I'm taking my client on that journey. And, yeah. um, and I think you, it's so important no, your website is beautiful and it describes who you are and you feel who you are when you go to like I felt who you are I got your vibe like immediately when I got your website and so when I met you I'm like oh like it, it all kind of came together so it's oh but, yeah that's yeah that's, that's great feedback because you never know like for me it's very much my website is me I believe it's truly me but 
it's like does it communicate that so that's yeah thank you that's great feedback for me so it sounds what like what you do is amazing so how can people that are in business and need that because it is a strategy you know it is if we're going to be successful in business we absolutely need what you do so how can we get in touch with you yeah, sure. So you can um, you can email me. So my website is Michelle Graywall, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E, Graywall. So it's G-R-E-W-A-L. Sometimes people say gruel. It's like Graywall, like a wall that's gray. Um, so you can just send an email to uh, Michelle at michellegraywall.com. Um, you can link it here in the show notes. And so you can come over, check out my website and, and just send me a note. Like I, I always want to say, if you need the kind of like if I can help you with something, right, it's usually pretty like we'll click right away. Not that we will click, but I'll be able to kind of identify and be like, hey, is this something like, I definitely think I can help you with this. One thing I've learned is that there's things that there's a difference between what I can do and what I want to do, right? So like there's a very big difference between, okay, I can design a website from scratch, but I don't like to. I don't like to design from scratch. I like to do updates, right? Like I can do the technical stuff and I can coach you through these things, but there's certain things like that I want, like not that I won't do, but I'm not the best at it. So like if you want a website totally from scratch, like a custom design, I know where I can refer you to and like people that I trust, right? If you're having a lot of fear, you know, there's certain fears that come up with, with putting yourself out there, right? But if there's something that's even more than maybe if there's reasons that you're you're having a hard time with like there's people that i can refer them to and just say hey like let's partner with this person they're really great at helping people move through this you yeah. know and, and i that's like i would never want to bring someone into my kind of client circle if i'm not the best fit for them right but i'd be happy to help them find exactly what they need so that they can go on and you know like bring themselves into the world i, I think that's that is my goal it's like to that, that's what i love about us purpose-driven women because we don't competition doesn't even exist in our world it's very much about collaboration isn't it you know we 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 offer so much and we bring in so many other women to support our purpose too you know i do that through my rejection proof business school and what i do is, is i teach women how to get online to serve their purpose fulfill their mission in a simple effective way but what I do is I collaborate with others to come on and be guest speakers because they talk about their genius because I'm not a genius in everything. You know, I love, my goal is for everybody to feel enough and it's to get themselves out there. And I also know that I have to collaborate with others to enable, yeah. you know, my mission to be fulfilled and the same is, is for you. So, so what's the website address that they need to go to again? Sure, yeah. So michellegraywall.com. Uh, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-G-R-E-W-A-L.com. So that is my website. And then uh, Spark and Gloss, which I am launching later this year, that's sort of like this passion, not passion project, but it's another platform um, that it, I've wanted to launch for a long time. And it's really to highlight women who are not only coach, I know so many coaches and consultants, which is amazing, highlighting their journeys, but there's a lot of women in different types of like photographers, women in direct sales and party plan is like so near and dear to my heart because I never knew it was an option. So women who want to be entrepreneurs, yeah. you know, start a business like very quickly with low capital 
and, and be able to see results immediately, right? And so it was an industry that I've been involved with since like 2010. So, I mean, I've been in like in with it for a long time. And I just think it's, I used to, I never thought I would join a company like that. I'm not with one now, but I ended up like in my career at one point working in a home office, right? So of a, a Tupperware or Mary Kay or um, I'm trying to think of like the different um, companies you have there, but it's, I want to highlight other types of entrepreneurs and, and different types of business women to kind of show like, here's an insight into what it's like to be a photographer and, and her journey and like that inspiration, right? That's the spark, right? It's, it's that spark. It's that inspiration. And then the gloss is like, you know, being your best self, right? Like lip gloss or glossy being shiny. So it was just, um, it was just a way to share resources and then highlight, you know, women of all different types of entrepreneurial backgrounds. So that's sparkandgloss.com, but it's not up yet. Um, I'm just trying to build in the interviews and build in the, the content before I sort of release it to the world. So I love it. I, I love it. Sparkandgloss.com. So thank mm -hmm. you so much, Michelle. It's been such a pleasure. I, I, I love these conversations because I start learning more about myself too, learn more about you, um, reflect on some of my defining moments and experience some of yours. So thank you so, so much. It's been a wonderful experience for me. It's, this has been an amazing experience and I was just thinking like, I never had stopped to think about where that dichotomy was. Like, like where did that even come from? Like that, you know, like all of a sudden I'm like, whoa <laughs> where you know and i'm like wow like i did not see that you know like looking back i i it's so funny how you can pinpoint those moments where normally i maybe have a hard time that was that was amazing so thank you thank you thank you so much this is incredible and i appreciate you and appreciate the the women listening and and hopefully i could be of service so thank you so ladies if you're listening or watching this you can find michelle at, at michelle michellegraywall.com and watch out for Spartan Gloss. We look forward to seeing and hearing all of you next time. Thank you for listening to the Women of Strength podcast. Please feel free to share the word with the women of strength in your life. For more information, go to angewilcock.com slash enough said.